0: Welcome to another post-game media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Today is Tuesday, April twenty-fifth, 2023. Ball State responded to both times Indiana tried to pull away in a very competitive road midweek game. With a one-run lead in the eighth inning, Connor Foley took to the mound and got six straight outs to seal victory number 31 for the Hoosiers on the year. Adrian Vega was the winning pitcher, allowing just one run in 2.1 innings of middle relief offensively the team was led by josh pine with two doubles and bobby whalen who reached base three times with a double a single and a walk following the game the media met with foley and head coach jeff mercer
1: you looked really dominant tonight uh compared to, or dominant today compared to uh that ohio game was it a little bit easier today with not having that tying
0: runner on second base
2: yeah it was, it was a little easier to come do a clean inning but uh just most importantly just staying with uh my you know confidence out there and just attacking like like coach glenn always preaches and uh just having a great defense behind me like you said the last couple outs were just tremendous defense and that helped a lot so
0: it looked like you were also using some off speed which you didn't in your last outing if i remember right yes uh just yeah i mean just got
2: to develop it and the only way to do that is throw in the game so I, i gotta Got a strike on, or a foul ball on a changeup, which I've been getting some outs with, and a slider, I think, for a strikeout, maybe, and it's just just a work in progress. They're getting there, so I'm there at the end of the season when I need them, I can use them, you know.
1: How's... Sorry, how's the mentality different this year? I've, I mean, this is a big. In other years, when I use not in contention, this year you're going to probably make the tournament. You're in contention to host a regional. So, how do you? What's the mental state for you in a weekday game when it matters more this year versus other years when you're not in contention for well, a large
2: pitch? Well, our bids? our coaches and our, our the leaders, like the seniors, like Bobby and Hunter on our team, are just do a tremendous job of like saying the message that like every game is a playoff game, and it is. I mean. If we want to host a regional and go far in the tournament, we got to treat every game from here on out like one. So uh, that's just that's just pretty much what it is, though. When you came into your outing today, did you know you were going to get the last six outs? Uh, I had a pretty decent idea. Like I wasn't like he didn't tell me like I'm 100, percent but like uh, I had a pretty good idea. And you know, like I said in the last one, I just just stay ready, staying ready um, is your best friend. So was that something you were hungry to do? Get those last six outs? Oh, absolutely! I love it. Love it. Uh, Blake Bevis had that three on home run earlier. It's only a one run game when you come up and face him again.
1: Is there any sort of different game plan or, or what, what was sort
2: of your game plan to, to getting him out? I honestly didn't even know he was uh, I didn't. I don't really pay attention to that. I just, you know, look at the pitch and execute it. And I'm trying my best. I mean, as soon as you look at those guys and you get, I mean, there's just a no reason to think about their previous at-bats because, you know, you just got to just gotta be better than them the diving play by Brock at first how big was that oh it was huge i mean that's just that's just like what i'm saying a great defense behind me it, i mean it just makes pitching so much easier um, but like yeah brock's an outstanding defender fill in the fill in the hole out there uh, fly ball was really nice play too everything i mean played great defense all game
1: You've worked your way into the – you've been pitching well. You weren't being used in high-leverage situations. Obviously, as the year's gotten on, your pitching gotten better, and now you're getting thrown into high-leverage situations. So can you talk about how you've improved throughout the year to get to the point now where you're trusted, you know, to hold on to a lead late? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, that – just – I love the, the trust that the coaches have in me to put me in those uh, situations. And you just got to prove them – prove them right, basically. Uh, you just got to go out there and shut it down like I'm supposed to and expected to do uh, – and so, but just I mean, thanks to them and their trust in me to get the job done. Are oh, these midweeks have a little more importance now that you're in contention for hosting a regional and giving that long bid?
3: Yeah, every game is. I don't want to say of equal importance, but but darn close to it, right? And, and you know, I was, I was talking about that actually. It was funny. I was talking about that with my wife this morning before I left, and just kind of talking about how you how you manage and how you navigate and. You know as, as we've kind of put ourselves in that position which is a, a great distinction and a great honor and who knows right uh, like I always say baseball is a silly game and anything can happen but as of today we're in that position and and I've kind of leaned into it more than I typically would or typically have and and just just to have that conversation with them I think open and honest dialogue especially with the young team as you your first time going through this experience you kind of lean into it and you just and you just, just explain kind of all that that, 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 that comes with the responsibility of being in this position to be a team so yeah they're they're all important at the same time you, you have to continue to get work i'm sorry you have to continue to get in. you have to get guys out there you have to have guys grow up you know ethan phillips has a tremendous week last week you know he didn't travel the first couple of weeks connor foley you're, you're we're watching connor foley become a great player before our very guys right? you're watching him become a young man and and so you have to keep doing that because we have to have depth and we have to have the, the the entirety of the roster, but, you know, you, you do the best that you can. We had, we had six games, you know, in this six games, essentially, since last Tuesday, and, and, and that's not an easy thing to, to overcome. So we got a little bit light on the mound today, obviously, but to just to continue to persevere and find a way to win, I, I think, is a testament to the kids, but also their mindset, understanding that every single game is, is incredibly valuable, as we as we should always understand. We only get to do this so long until someone says you can't play anymore. So, we're playing the way we should play all the time, um, but, but a little bit of incentive isn't a bad thing either. Does
2: so it make it harder for the pitching, too, to kind of figure that out? Like, kind of have to go for it on Tuesdays as well? Yeah, you're
3: right. I mean, I, I won't lie to you. We, we have to go for it every day and to the degree that we can, that we're capable without, you know, without overusing guys, without hurting guys. Um, you know, We got some different guys in there today, but we held Connor on the back end. If we were in a position to win the game, we would we would use him. Um, obviously, it's a road game. It's a it's a road RPI game, and, and, and those things are valuable, right? So we have to try to find a way to win it. But yeah, it, it does. It stretches the pitching thin. You don't. You're not in a position where you can just punt a game and and then get back on track and line them back up. You, you have to show up every day to win. But th- like like they always say, pressure is a privilege, and so that's a great privilege that we have to be in the position um, to be able to tax the pitching staff like that. And. Guess what, we have a good offense, we have a good defense. We have a couple of miscues there, but primarily a good defense. And we have enough guys on the mound that are good enough to get outs. You just got to go do it. Got to go execute, got to grow up, got to be tough enough, got to execute pitches and playing really good teams. Ball State's a heck of a good offense. And playing good teams like that, it, you get punished for your mistakes, which is a good thing, and you live and learn and get better.
1: Um. With the you mentioned hosting a regional, this is not for you this year, but other years it puts teams in a strange situation because like if you're the MAC champ and you're Ball State or you're Ohio, you don't want to knock IU or Indiana State out of hosting because that probably gives you a closer regional. You're not thinking about that in the time, obviously, but how do how do you balance that? Because obviously you want to win a given game, but yeah. I mean other years IU's been in that maybe with Kentucky and Louisville where you don't where you want to win a game, but at the same time you don't want to knock a team nearby out of a host spot, you know, because that would be your spot close by. Yeah.
3: When I was at Wright State, we wanted to win every daggone game on the schedule. So, you know, when we if we played if we played Ohio State, we wanted to beat them. If we played Louisville or Kentucky or anybody else, you know, the, the crazy thing about the NCAA tournament is, you know, when I was at Wright State, we were the we were a four seed in my last year, which we should not have been a four seed. I think there was like four or five big leaguers on that team. So we got sent to Stanford. He was a number two overall national seed. You you don't know where you're going to be sent to. There was people in the Midwest that 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 hosted that we didn't get sent to and, and we went there and played played well and got beat in the 14th inning and um, and, and showed really well so it's like you, you don't know where you're going to go uh, you get sent halfway across the country when you don't think you should you should be a three seed or you should be sent here and you know rich Morgan's a great coach he's going to be a hall of famer and and you know he's out here to win the ball game today you know they threw their saturday starter in the eighth i'm sure he's just getting his bullpen work in but you know that's 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 uh, an indication that we want to win today right and, and we've done things like that before where we try to win a ball game with with certain guys so you know, they, they want to win. Their kids deserve the opportunity to win, and, and and they're going to go out and go for it. And and like I've told our guys, when you're in the position that we're in, which if we stay there, great. If we don't, fine. Um, but you're going to get everybody's best shot. You're going to. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast, nature of the game. So you're going to get uh, Ball State's best shot today. We're going to get Maryland's best shot this weekend. You don't sneak up on anybody in, in the position that we're in, and I, I think we've leaned into it, and we understand that, and we've been mature about it. Yeah, for them – you know, if 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 Ball State wins the Mac, which they're, they're a great team, they're going to dogpile and celebrate and wherever they get sent, they'll get sent. And i would tell you what, they're good enough to beat anybody in college baseball. And so, you know, th- they'll be thrilled if it was. you know We have a long, long, long way to go to even be in the conversation realistically to host a regional. But if we ever did, they'd be thrilled to go there or they'd be thrilled to go to Stanford like we did at Wright State or anybody else that that, that were to host. It's a, it's a good question, but I understand your sentiment, but th- those guys will be happy to go anywhere.
1: Connor didn't pitch as much earlier this year. Sometimes yeah. gave up a few yeah. home runs on yeah. fastballs. Yeah. Uh, increased production now. Yeah. Is there something that sort of clicked for a freshman?
3: Yeah, he's able to get his fastball in the zone at 93 and above consistently, and he's getting it to both sides of the plate. And and he's he's starting to land an off-speed pitch. You, you've got to show that there's another trick in the bag, right? If you, if you're a one-trick pony at 92, it gets hit. If you're a two-trick pony. With a fastball that gets to both sides at 93 to 96, that's a lot more effective. And I mean, you saw even some of those balls there, uh, balls inside. I mean, that you're bringing somebody's bell tower a little bit. You're throwing a 96 mile fastball inside, and guys are a little bit quicker to the trigger. And now a fastball away drops the barrel out, and guys bottom out, and you're seeing more. You're seeing more swing and miss. When I can only go fastball at 94 away, now I can really time it up, right? The, the, uh, the, the Iowa kid Lieutenant uh, Dragoni, right? He homers to left center. Because he throws six straight fastballs away. Now it was at 97 miles an hour, but that guy's a heck of a hitter. He's gonna eventually flatten one out. You gotta, you gotta buzz his tower. You gotta, you gotta knock him back. You gotta make him think I'll come in. You gotta land an off-speed pitch. You gotta, you gotta give him. You have to give him something else to calibrate to. And that's what Connor's doing is, he's landing the cutter. To righties, he's landed a few changeups to lefties, and then he's got fastballs in, and and now they have to think twice about that. So it opens up the whole plate for him, and and he's throwing hard. He's throwing hard. There are times where he'll be, it's like 90 to 92, and 90 to 92 is hittable. But 94 to 97 is, is, is a lot more effective, and he's, his velocity has been a lot better consistently.
0: How are you and Coach Glant coaching your pitchers on dealing with – you've seen a lot of really good hitting teams lately, yeah. especially yeah. they're fouling off a lot of two-strike pitches. I'm yeah. not, you're, not blown, not, yeah. you're not getting that yeah. third strike. Yeah. How do you coach them through that whole process?
3: That, that is a, a magnificent question. It, it, it's, you, you have to keep them focused on the task. Right, So I want to finish this guy, and that's fine. It didn't work the way that you wanted it to work. You have to stay focused on the task at hand, and that's the only thing you can control is executing the pitch to the best of your abilities. And a lot of times the pitches that are fouled off, the pitches that are put in play hard with two strikes, which we've had an issue with a little bit, right? We kind of swung the pendulum, right, where we we weren't as competitive with strikes, and now we're a lot of strikes, even when 0-2, 1-2 counts and hard contact in there, is a lot of times those pitches aren't executed where they're supposed to be at. And so executing the pitch and, and and throwing with conviction but but really just the same thing like tyler cerny had a really good day today has nothing to show for it right it's like he did a good job man you executed your pitch the guy fouled it off don't be don't be a baby get your butt back out there and do it again and then trust your defense allow your guys to make plays and if they put it in play they put it in play and and these guys are very selfless And, and they've done a really good job i know we have comparatively speaking, we still have a lot of strikeouts in the league, but we don't have the extreme of it where it's like it's a strikeout or it's hard contact. And so we get outs the way that we get outs, which is obviously a strikeout, but we contact and allowing those guys behind you to play. It's, it's an awesome question. It's something that we battle with them and you can see the emotion, a little bit get frustrated. It's like it, it get over it. Move on. Like it's it's okay. It happens. It's it's when you're playing good teams and you're right, we have played a lot of good offenses recently, just like Two weeks ago, we faced really good pitching staffs in succession, and, and that hardens you and sharpens you. And just like we talked about, I had a good feeling that after we saw those pitchers that we would have more of an offensive uptick, and you've seen the exact same thing. You've seen an offensive uptick because you saw really good pitching, and, and so our pitching staff, you they, you know, Braden Reisdorf didn't get better on accident. He got better because he got drilled, right, and, and Ethan Phillips. The last time he threw against Ball State got drilled, right? So it's like you, you have to learn to execute. Then they get a lot better from that. Connor Foley gets a lot better from that. So the hard contact is, is part of it, but executing with two strikes and then having the conviction and the confidence and the aptitude to continue to persevere is, is, is vitally important.
2: Nine runs on eight hits. Seems like there haven't been a ton of games this season where you have a ton more hits than runs, taking advantage of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and not leaving guys on base. We can
3: you kind of talk about your offense? It's interesting you bring that up because I, I did look at our, our like our batting average compared to the league in our in our rank and our, our run production. So we're we're middle of the pack in home runs. We're in the upper third to fourth in, in doubles, but it's not you know we're not hitting a ton of doubles and a ton of home runs. And our batting average is in you know the the fourth or fifth quartile or range. I'm sorry, but we're second in runs. And I think that speaks to the offensive approach in the ability to be dutiful when the time is necessary to be dutiful. Tyler Cerny gets a, a no one breaking ball and he stays on enough to get the ball into the outfield. We did a really good job with sack flies and a really good job of being able to hit a ground ball in the middle of the field when we need to put the ball in play with two strikes Our two out our two out RBIs. Comparatively speaking, Zach, uh, Coach Weatherford told me the other day was, was um, considerably higher than the two out RBIs that we've allowed. So when your batting average is good but not incredible and your doubles and home run production is fine but not off the charts but your run production is so high to me it speaks to to their approach it speaks to like the ability to have a bats with runners on base and and just like the pitches that you execute with runners on base are the most important pitches you throw right we we made a, a, a small shift this fall but we we pitched primarily out of the stretch in the fall and we, we started every inning with runners on base because the most important pitches you throw are with runners on base. So you have to learn to slide step and pitch right on base. Well, it's the same thing for the offense. We put them in so many RBI situations, you have to learn to have an at-bat with guys on base. And we've done a good job of that. Our strikeouts are, 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 are negligible, comparatively speaking. They're not, they're not unbelievable, but they're not terrible. And we don't strike out a ton with runners in scoring position. And I think all those things kind of, kind of, uh, kind of help to elevate the run production. And it speaks to their ability to execute a plan, because we do have a very detailed plan uh, per situation, per, per guy, per approach. And then we have a very specific uh, RBI situation approach, and, and it's expected to be followed. The first pitch up and over the middle, in the middle 15 inches, hit hard in the back of the middle of the field. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if it's, if it's going to lane in the middle 15 inches of plate. It's hitting the middle field somewhere and we score that run right now, first pitch or not. And those guys done a good job of executing that, and I, I think it – It lends to why we've been able to score runs, probably beyond the statistics would indicate. You mentioned, wait. Whatever you want, go ahead. Carter Matheson had three more RBIs today, and that's off of a good weekend uh,
2: against Ohio. Have you been able to see him turn the corner after a slow start to the season?
3: Yeah, he did similar to last year, where he kind of got off to a little bit slower start and then caught fire down the stretch. He's really tightened his swing there wasn't really a swing flaw i just we just your coach and i were kind of talking just felt like there was a little bit of length early premature you could see it opening in his front side uh, and he was trying to get the fast ball in the air instead of just that double hit at the right center uh, against ohio was just you know just a, a thing of beauty so just a scorch line drive he's got to stay tight to the ball uh, and be able to stay behind it and use the whole field and as he does that he's really taken off and it will also lend him to more pull side trajectory right when you when you're up when you're up to fastballs you get pop flies you get beat up when you're flat to them you you can homer them to your pull side or a lot of times you guys homer off speed pitches to their pull side more than fastballs to their pull side fastballs usually in the middle of the field so he's tightened it up we've done a couple of different drills with him and and he's taken another step and and done a really good job you
1: mentioned you mentioned with the mac about dog piling you know and being a one (laughs) bid league and as is As was, you know, the Horizon when you were there, not too long. Where I'm going with this is the Big Ten was that 15, 20 years ago. The Big Ten was the MAC It was the Horizon League. You know, it was a one-bid league that would get a four seed. Now it's improved. Indiana's led the charge in that. But now it's improved to the point where every once in a while a host, you know, it's often a two or three-bid league. And IU's led the charge in that. though can you just talk about the commitment the Big Ten put to baseball to get it out of, you know, being a one-bid league
3: and what it is today where everybody's good? Sure. I, I, you know, I, and I don't know. I think there, there are mo- most years the Mac should, should be as earned a, a multiple bid league. I mean, you look at Central Michigan, Kent State, you look at Ball State. I mean, these teams are terrific teams or teams that could be anybody. So I think they're deserved of more than one bid. Now, I don't know how the RP always works out, but as far as how good they are, they should be able to do it. And you hit the nail on the head there. The Big Ten has made a considerable investment into baseball especially in the last 10 years or so you look at bar kaufman you look at the new facilities at illinois they just put a brand new eight million dollar facility you look at michigan's facility and their renovations you look at uh, across the board the the, the 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 investment both in facilities in in travel resources uh, you look at coaches salaries you look at the commitment in alston money all those different things have, have really helped to drive the big ten into becoming as you said a more a multi-bid league and a team that can compete on an, a league that can compete on a national level and, and there are there are four or five teams this year that you look at and can, can you could legitimately say could can, can, can compete on a national level and, and, and could be postseason teams and, and obviously once you get to the conference tournament there's two or three more guys or more teams that, that always can come in and, 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 and steal a bid at the end so it's it's, it's, it's improved considerably. Um, and it continues to to do that. And if you look at their recruiting, not just our recruiting, but you look at their recruiting across the board, what Maryland's done, and 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 what Michigan's done, they continue to recruit at a high level. And so the future is incredibly bright with the Big Ten, not just at Indiana, but across the board. And and it's a it's a very exciting time for us.
1: The coaching staff has pieced together arms uh, for for midweek games. Talking about uh, Ben Siler today, yeah. uh, was that gonna be his last inning of work? Likely, if. Or, or, or would he have gone out for the fourth if it was a little bit more strong? We actually there?
3: were in the middle of that debate as it was going on. And I said, well, there's two outs and nobody on. He, he looks still pretty strong here. And, and, and Coach Klein kind of said, well, you know how we do. Like kind of one time through, he's on his second time through. And then he walked the leadoff guy and kind of right on cue, we, we weren't able to get out of it. And it's, it's, our, it's my fault. Ultimately, it's my fault for not having not having Adrian up sooner. He should have been up sooner. The forward inning shouldn't have happened. That's my fault. Um, should have had a little bit more foresight. but." I did think with two outs and nobody on, we would be able to kind of finish it. And they're a good offense, and, and we weren't able to. So, you know, I, I take that one. I, I kicked myself for about six innings after that and, and not not having enough foresight and managing correctly. And the fact that it ended up being as close as it was is, is ultimately my fault because I should have – we should have done a better job with that. Would
1: that, okay. would that have been his last?
3: Well, if he would have got the – I'm sorry. If he would have got the last out there quickly, we had talked about sending him back out, kind of like, hey, leadoff man gets on, then we would go to Adrian – but it was it was it was a coin toss. It was the discussion. If he goes quick out, if he goes two pitch, ground ball to first baseman, then we probably send him back out for the fourth. If you know I said, hey, if he walks him here, get Vega hot. And we just didn't get him hot soon enough.
0: That concludes this post-game media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Next up, the Hoosiers return to Big Ten play in a clash of the top two teams in the league when the Maryland Terrapins come to Bloomington starting Friday at 6 PM. See you at the BART.